You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty men slapping me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. My name is Randall Beatley. I am your host. And it's it's been a minute uh, since I've done a, a, one of these. Not a long time, but um, with a lot of other events going on um, in the month of November... I haven't really been paying attention to to wrestling. Um, I have other podcasts I'm looking at doing and other things and stuff like that. Uh, uh, the I'm a a very big political person, and we just had an election. We won't talk politics here, but that's honestly where I've been putting a lot of my focus over the last ten days um, has been in that spectrum. Um, and so with that being said, over the last couple of days, I've gotten caught up on watching Raw, watching NXT, and, and, and that is what we're going to talk about. Um, and then, um, you know, no, this can't be an episode if I don't talk about AEW, and I have an announcement. It's going to scare the AEW marks. It's going to scare them. And that's what we're, we'll talk about AEW right now. So my announcement is starting tomorrow night. So I'm recording this Friday night. Starting with, what is it, Full Gear? Um, I will watch Full Gear. Now typically I would watch the pay-per-views anyway and just sort of watch them for what they are, right? Um, as a, It was more of hangout time with the friends. Um, but I'm going to be watching Full Gear. And starting with Dynamite next week, I will be watching Dynamite and Rampage every week. Um, watching AEW. First off, it's going to give me a little bit more to talk about. But um, it, I've seen a lot of people like shit on AEW's booking. And I don't have a lot to talk about. I don't talk about their booking a lot. Here's why. I don't watch the programming. I think it's weird if you don't watch it and complain about it. And so I don't have much to talk about. Oh, they did this wrong. They should have done that. I don't I don't I don't know what's going on, right? And I don't know the the story they're trying to tell. Um So however, what the, what this announcement means is I'm going to be able to shit talk on AEW as much as I want, right? Now, I'm not going into this with the idea of I'm going to shit talk them. I want the product to be good. Please, please understand that. I want the product to be good. Um, but it may not be like, oh, on Wednesday I'm going to watch it live. Probably won't watch it live. Because um, I don't watch Raw live. I don't watch NXT live. 
And most of the time, like with SmackDown tonight, I'll probably be a little late watching it, depending on how long this takes to record and for me to like make food and stuff, right? So um, SmackDown's typically the only thing I watch live because it's on a Friday and there's not much else to do on Friday for me. I'm not one of those I'm going to go out on Friday nights type person. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about our AEW segment. And that is full gear is coming up. No, we're not predicting full gear. I don't give too much. I don't right now. I don't care about the product. Right. That that starts on Wednesday. Right. Um, it's a perfect time to start to do this because you're you're in. If it's booked right, you're ending storylines or segueing into furthering and bettering the storyline. Um, and we'll see if they do that. But their go home show. For full gear. Their last pay-per-view of the year. Now, you could say that it's probably their least important. Or um, in terms of, like, all-in. Is it called all-in? Or is it all-in? I don't even know. Who cares? Um, all-in, all-out, whatever it is. The That one's probably their, like, WrestleMania. I don't even know all the other names of their pay-per-views, to be honest. But... Um, they, when you do four major pay-per-views a year, it doesn't matter. Like each one of them should be important, right? It's not like WWE when you, you have the big four and then like you could throw in like backlash. I'm like, oh, we're going to not focus so much on backlash because it's, you know, it's a mid, Right. I actually wish WWE would move to only doing four, doing the big four. Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. And only doing the big four. Um, I think it will allow for greater and longer storylines. In terms of like, we're going to use the three months between... Royal Rumble and WrestleMania to create a story. We're going to create the months between WrestleMania and SummerSlam to create a story that culminates at a big event like SummerSlam or, or whatever. Right? It would give a little bit more importance to Survivor Series, which is next week, by the way. So we will be doing some predictions next week around this time, um, predicting Survivor Series. Um, but... Right, I wish WWE would like. I like that AEW only does four premier live event pay per view type events a year. I think that that's where where AEW beats out WWE in terms of of booking and 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 event you know planning. You don't need twelve premier live events. I could see doing the big four in a Saudi show and a a UK show. So six events. That would be fine. That would be fine. Um, I could definitely see that being, you know, enough premiere events to... And, and then the UK show and the Saudi show is really... I mean, you could really do that at sort of... It's a premiere live event, but, you know, the storyline doesn't necessarily have to be... Like your UK show... Honestly, if it was me, I'm just contemplating it right now. The UK show should be like a, a 
NXT Europe a major event with some of the European Raw SmackDown stars. Like, have Drew McIntyre show up. Have Sheamus show up. Have uh, Butch and and Gunther and, and and the rest of Imperium show up and have on these big matches with NXT Europe. That would be what I would use the UK show for. Um, and then and then of course Saudi will happen. And again, you don't need super like just put on good matches for the Saudi crowd, right? And then have the big four be like your storyline pay per views, right? If that makes sense. But back to AEW, their go home show. Now people, <laughs> people, the go home show is supposed to be the 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 final nail to get you to. If you're not convinced to watch the pay per view yet, you're supposed to be. Watching, you know, this is supposed to be the thing that'll get you to buy the pay-per-view. And it's the, the show with the lowest viewership of the year. But ratings don't matter, says the AEW mark. And I'm not saying ratings matter. But it's funny how ratings matter when you're on top. And, or WWE starts tanking. God forbid Friday, next Friday's episode of SmackDown um, heading into Survivor Series. God forbid they lose 300,000 followers. Right, literally in the last two months. Like this time in September. This, like I think it was September. I had this uh, pulled up. It was like September... Uh, like 16th or something. It was a, let me see. Let me pull up the calendar again. Um, I should have written this down. Uh, September 14th? There's September 14th episode of, of uh, Dynamite. Was that 1.1 million? That was as high as they had achieved. They were on like a, like four weeks in a row at a million, right? And they reached 1.1 million, and they were like, all right, we're here, right? We're in the Million Club. We're, we've continued to do this. And that was the highest their show has been this year. That was literally two months ago. Literally two months to the week ago. Eight weeks ago, you were at 1.1 million people. I have this number written down. This past Wednesday, two days ago, the 16th, like 818,000 people. You've lost 300,000 people in two months. Now, I think a lot of it is they just don't care about ROH. right? Putting ROH as a main show on your programming would be like Triple H saying, you know what, I'm, the, I'm NXT's daddy, so I'm going to put NXT on Raw and SmackDown every week. And they're going to be... Honestly, though, for honest with you, and we're going to talk about Raw here in a minute. I think putting NXT on Raw, <laughs> I think that would benefit Raw. I'm going to be honest with you. We'll talk about Raw here in a minute. I'm going to talk some negative about Raw. Like, y'all be like, oh, my God, the WWE guy is going to talk. Yeah, because I'm fair and balanced, right? I have a bias. I, I prefer WWE, but I'm fair when it sucks, <laughs> right? But... The, your go-home show for the last pay-per-view of the year, 
right? And I don't care if it's the least important of all the pay-per-views. It's your fourth of four pay-per-views of the year. And your go-home show to get everyone excited about it is the lowest-rated Dynamite of the year. That's sad, man. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, AEW's done. No, because they'll recover. They'll, you know, the elite's going to come back at at uh, at the pay-per-view, and, and they'll pick up some viewership. But what this, what this tells me is that the crowd, and I knew this from the beginning, that the AEW hardcore fans are interested in, like, five people on the damn roster. They're interested in the Bucks. They're interested in Omega. They're interested in Mox. They're interested in, 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 in Hangman. They're interested in MJF. And then the rest of the people out there, you have people who like certain people. But as a whole, if you don't have MJF, if you don't have Mox, if you don't have Hangman, if you don't have the Bucks in Omega, then majority of the people or a you know most a lot of people don't watch right some people like Darby but not everyone likes Darby some people like Ricky Starks but not everyone likes Ricky Starks some people like the Hardys but not everyone likes the Hardys but there's a, and I'm not saying that as a whole that everyone likes those superstars that I listed but it seems like everyone loves or likes MJF in some way, shape, or form. That he's, he's first off, he's the only draw on the, the uh, to me on the roster. Um, in terms of like superstar power, is MJF. He's the only one that's interesting to me at this point. Um, like most people like the elite, and the elite's going to get come back as super baby faces. They'll probably dump on CM Punk. Right? And that is my first issue right here. Is CM Punk, whether or not you agree with it, he was AEW. The best uh, feud probably of AEW this year. CM Punk and MJF. Right? Right? So CM Punk was AEW. Now that you lost CM Punk, You've slowly declined ever since the scrum of the last pay-per-view, which I can't remember if that was all out or not. I think it was. Um, Since that day, since that media scrum, you've lost viewership because there's no CM Punk. And whether or not you think it was CM Punk's fault or the elite's fault, the, the problem is is that no one gives a flying to fuck about the Hardly Boys and Twinkle Toes. No one cares. They're not over with the mainstream crowd. But oh, AEW's not for the casuals. Well, you need them. How do you get to the two million SmackDown gets every week? You get the casual fans watching. Which is why, like, I, I always had this excuse for... For why, like, the crowds at Raw suck. And I'm like, well, you, you, you can't give them, like, like the, they're casual fans. Well, there's casual fans on SmackDown who watch SmackDown and who are at the crowds on SmackDown 
And the crowds are alive for SmackDown. You know what I think the problem is with Raw? With Raw? Uh, <sighs> Raw, to me, seems like the place where they've put a lot of emphasis on NXT. Triple H is NXT guys, right? Gargano's there. Ciampa's there. Um, right? There's, uh, you know... Mia Yim's now there. Candice LeRae went there. Like, all of the old Triple H NXT guys, they went to Raw. And so, the people who watch it, they don't know who the hell these guys are. And so, here's my suggestion. This is going to segue us. I really don't have a lot to say about AEW other than how the hell are you going to get your lowest ratings on your go-home show. This right. And I was talking to my friends about it, my... um. And, like, one of them said, well, yeah, because I, I posted a, a tweet that I saw basically talking about, oh, this is the worst booked pay-per-view I've ever, I, I can ever remember. Now, that's not my words. That's a tweet I saw. Um, and and I shared it, and I wanted to get their thoughts, and they were like, yeah, man, it's, it hasn't been the best build, but it's a pay-per-view. It, it'll, it, the pay-per-view itself, and to me, that and I never said this because I've been saving this. I don't give a damn how good the pay-per-view is. I don't. You could, this could be the best pay-per-view ever. If, if no one saw it, who gives a fuck? Like, the idea of your show, your weekly show is to get people to watch your pay-per-views. And if you're booking this, sh like, shit, just to give us, a, like, a solid, decent, like, Triple H has done this, and we'll talk about this here in a minute, where, like, Survivor Series, to me, the card, the build to Survivor Series hasn't been good to me. At least on the Raw side, at least. But I'm 100% certain, because someone brought this up, that Triple H is treating it, like, WWE as a whole, as sort of like how NXT was, where, like, the build to the takeovers were kind of long and boring and str and, and weren't interesting, but then you would get to ta uh, the takeovers, and they would be, like, the greatest events ever. And that was, that was part of the reason I stopped watching NXT and only watched the takeovers because they didn't seem to want to interest anyone on the weekly shows. And so that's not a good thing. Triple H used to learn this lesson too. that you, you, You're supposed to be promoting with your weekly show, with Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, whatever. You're supposed to be convincing people with these shows to buy or watch your, your big event. Right? And this build, I, now, I normally, like I said, I don't watch AEW up to this point. I don't know who's fighting who. I know Soraya's fighting Britt. But that's it. That's the only match that I actually know for certain. On the, And I know that, what's it, Death Triangle is facing the Elite in a, in, in a storyline that really has no build other than the Elite's going to come back and take their titles back. Like, that's insane to me. And I can say a lot, but I'm not. Um, but let's segue over to, to Raw, man. And here's my overall statement about Raw. It's boring as fuck. And I was talking about the crowd at Raw. Because I was at Raw on the 24th of October in Charlotte. And this was when I really started noticing that the crowd was really... They, they didn't give a fuck about these indie guys. They don't care. So here's my suggestion for Raw. So first off, let's talk about the problem. It's too long. Um, a lot of uh, there's a, 
And it's, it seems like Triple H is saying, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea how to book a three-hour show. So what I'm going to do is just put on some good matches and, and put on five or six good 30-minute matches and put in some filler storylines as well. But, like, no one, no one popped when Mia Yim showed up because no one in the crowd knew who the hell Mia Yim was or why we should care about her. Like, there should have been a story line like, not everyone has to, in, like, and this is the thing with, like, Triple H, where, like, he'll introduce characters by having them attack them. Like, the surprise attack. You don't have to have everyone attack someone else, right? But, like, even with, like, Gargano, no one knew who Gargano was when he returned in the Raw crowd, right? Because a lot of the people are casual fans. And, and, and rather than, like, the announcer, like, I've already complained about how Gargano was debuted. And I felt they did him a disservice, um, at least to the TV audience, because the announcers just sat there quiet and didn't bump up this this debut. Like, oh my God, it's Johnny Gargano. He's, you know, a two-time NXT champion, former North American champion, right? So I think what we should do, what we should do with, with Raw is um, have Raw be a two-hour show. And then the 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock hour should be NXT. Put on... Because Triple H has already basically stated, if I remember reading this, that the, the middle hour is the hour that gets the most viewership. Right? So if, if you say, you know what, we're going to do two hours of Raw, and that third hour is NXT, whether it's airing last night's episode of NXT or last week, right? So air last week's episode and have the casual fan who doesn't watch NXT, right? They're thinking Raw's three hours and air that hour, air an hour of NXT. Maybe it's just some matches from NXT. Maybe it's NXT uh, NXT level up and make level up mean something rather than just being a peacock show. Um, or do something because that'll get eyes on people who don't typically watch NXT. Maybe convince them to watch NXT. Maybe you could do like raw talk for the third hour. Because the third hour gets the least amount of ratings anyway. So you could do like Raw Talk or maybe something like that. But you only need two hours of actual storyline and matches. What you do with the third hour, air last week's episode of NXT. Maybe have some NXT stars. Maybe do like a... a make NXT uh, have like split up. Put some like a level up would be perfect. Put level up on TV and make it sort of seem like it's I don't know. Do something with that third hour that you don't necessarily have to watch, but for the fans that will watch, they will. And and make raw not feel drawn out. 
do something. It doesn't need to be three hours. It, that's a USA Network decision, though, from my understanding. Um, but Raw's boring. There's nothing going on. Part of it, I think, is because there's a lack of a world champion. And so what they're doing, and I, I applaud them for this. Is, this is good. But they're trying to make the United States champion sort of like the A title overall. So they gave it to Seth, and he's going to challenge it every, right? And that's why the cash-in happened on the United States Championship. Which, let's talk about the cash-in. It's not the end of Austin Theory, man. It's not. It was a, right, it was a great way to get the briefcase off of him. Um, now, it was confusing. It was confusing simply because it was an open challenge that hadn't been answered. Bobby, the match with Bobby never got started, so the open challenge had never gotten answered. Why didn't you just accept the open challenge? Why did you cash in? That's confusing to me. That's confusing to me. What's also confusing is you've essentially made Austin Theory another Bobby Lashley. He's the, the guy who is aggressive and... and He's he's yoked and he, he and he's he's throwing people around. But that's Bobby Lashley. Everyone's a generic wrestler on that show. And it's boring. There's no characters. Corbin. Right? We started doing really well with Corbin this week. Where he was in the suit. They were playing poker. Why couldn't he walk out to the ring that way? Right? He was facing Akira Tosawa, if I believe, right? Why could why did that need to be a match? Why is, is Corbin a comedy gimmick now? You completely destroyed it before you could even build it. And they do that with Corbin all the time. He deserves a hell of a lot more. I had an episode planned, and I, uh, I'm going to do it eventually, of five wrestlers that I believe are completely underrated and misused, and Corbin's on the list. I'll go ahead and give you that one. Corbin is completely misused. He has so much potential. But they continue to make him this comedy gimmick. What was the point of putting him with JBL? Did you put him with JBL so that you could change his name back to Baron Corbin? You could have just done that. Right? Raw's boring. You give me three hours of wrestling matches with very little story, and you're booking like it's AEW Dynamite. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like another three hours of Dynamite. Raw is boring. And you can't blame the crowds for not giving a shit if you don't give them a reason to give a shit. Right? And... I don't know. At this point, it seems like Triple H got his props because he brought back a lot of these indie darlings from NXT. And everyone's giving him his props, but the booking just doesn't deserve it. We gave it to him too early because he was able to take over SummerSlam and he gave us back Bailey with Dakota Kai and Io Sky. And he gave us back some of these good wrestlers, but he's not putting... like, Like the whole Miz... Gargano, uh, what the fuck is his name? I want to say Mizdow, but it's not. It's um, Dexter Loomis. Like, this whole situation, 
I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing with it. And so they're making shit up. And there was reports that like Triple H completely scrapped the show and had to change sec- sections of the of the show the day of. That's some Vince McMahon shit. You can't run a show that way. Right? And the excuse of a lie is not being there is he's doing he, he's going off he's being a rock star. I I'm, I'm going to need more than that. Cuz one week he's here, one week he's not. I need more than, like, is wrestling important to him? If not, then why is he on the show? Right? So, Raw's boring. And the booking's not helping it. It it, it needs a lot of work. It's not good. It's not good. All right. Let's move to NXT. I thought NXT was great. We had two hours of fun. Good entertainment. Um, I knew none of the world champion. Like, we started with Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner. What a match, man. What a match. Um, it was just a casual premiere live event banger. That could have been on a premiere live event. That could have been on, like, a stand and deliver. It could have, that could have happened at, uh, what's it called? Date, uh, not Dateline. Deadline, uh, that could have happened on deadline, and it it, it, it would have des- done well. It, it would have been a deserving match. Just thrown on live TV. That's wonderful. What a way to start NXT. What a way to start NXT. I'll say this. I was not a Von Wagner fan coming into this match. I didn't understand what, what they saw in him, right? This match... Elevated Von Wagner in my eyes. It did. He's 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 good. He's good. He what he needs to do is run straight to the main roster and run straight into Braun Strowman. At Royal Rumble, Von Wagner better be in the Royal Rumble and he better run straight into Braun Strowman and straight into Omos. And we have storyline. He could beat up Strowman. He could beat up first off, I would have him beat up Omos first so that we can get rid of it. Get rid of Omos. And then have him in like a three-month feud with Strowman. Where they where, where just beat the hell out of each other. Von Wagner's ready. He doesn't need to be NXT champion. He's ready for the main roster. <laughs> he, he is. You know who else is also ready for the main roster? Braun fucking Breaker. He, he just has it. He has the it factor. Right, and he was in this match, and the way he ran the ropes, like running the ropes, is as the most simple thing in, in in wrestling. But the way he runs the ropes with like he explodes from standing still to like a full sprint, and he played running back fullback in college, so he has like four three speed, and he just explodes into the ropes, and it's like he's been doing it, but I didn't really recognize it until this match. Where, like, he just explodes. He has explosiveness. Like, how he didn't make it in the NFL, I have no idea. Because the dude's just pure athlete. I do have an idea. Uh, The fullback position is not accepted in the NFL anymore and isn't needed. And he's too much of uh, the downhill physical runner to make it in the NFL. Um, As, you know, a 6'3", 
one, six, two running back that's basically a power back where you're going to get thrown in as a fullback and you're not going to be used and then you're going to get cut, right? It's okay. He found a better calling. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. Um, the rest of the show was pretty good. I love what they're doing with Chase U. I hate that Bodie got cut. I do. But they turned that storyline very well. And they're giving something for Duke Hudson to do. Uh, they they right Thea Hale. She's a, she watch out for her. She's gonna be she's got a future in this business, whether it's with WWE long term or if she goes to AEW. She, Thea Hale's gonna be a star. She she came in she took on this gimmick, and she's running with it. She's good. She's gotten her over with, with at least with me, All right? And she's good in the ring for as young as she is. She's only like nineteen or twenty. Right. I'm pretty sure she's only like 19. She just graduated high probably even younger than that. Um, she just graduated high school like for real, real. Like for real, for real, if I remember correctly. Uh, and she's only been wrestling for literally like a year. Um, literally like a year. Um, she's 19. That's insane. That's literally insane. That she's 19 years old. She's in the WWE and she's thriving in this gimmick. Like she has 30, 40 more years in the business. Now, I don't think she'll make it that far. You know, if she continues well, she'll make it 10, 15 more years in WWE. Maybe as a main player. But even at that time, she'll be like 34. She could retire at, in her 30s with 15, 16 years of experience. Retire in her 30s, late, like late 30s, early 40s. If she doesn't want to continue and still be like, like, it's amazing how talented she is that young. And she only has room to grow. And she's growing, like, getting better every week. It's, a, it's insane. Like, she has that it factor to me. NXT was good. But the big announcement coming out of NXT. No, it's not Isla Dawn. Isla is I don't Isla I don't know. It's, she came in. She helped Mandy win. We'll see. How, I don't know. I'm getting tired of these type of, and I get it. It's the heel finish for Mandy, but I really want Mandy. Mandy needs to lose that belt so they can make the day the main roster debut. Maybe it happens at Deadline or leading up to Rumble, but Mandy doesn't need NXT no more, right? The big story coming out of NXT, I, it's, I have it written down as like Iron Man Challenge. I don't know what the hell they called it. But it's essentially five competitors, two start in the ring. Every five, it's a 25-minute timer. Um, as soon as the bell ring, the timer starts. Every five minutes, you have another competitor in. Right? So at 10 minutes left in the match, you'll have all five competitors 
right? Whoever gets the most pins or, or falls, so pins or submissions, you know, at the end of the 25 minutes, right? And so it's interesting. They added a penalty box. If you get pinned, you go to the penalty box. You sit there for 90 seconds. So it's supposed to be like punishment. But if you understand why they did that, um, first off, it's a direct uh, copy. And I don't want to say copy because nothing in, in wrestling is original. But it's direct from TNA. This has like Abyss all over it. Abyss used to uh, work for TNA. He used to be a wrestler at TNA. He now works. I'm pretty sure he's on NXT. Um, this has Abyss all over it with, with Shawn Michaels doing this. Right, but but if you understand why they they have to put the penalty box in there, right? Because let's say let's say you're contestant one, and you're you know there's seven minutes left in the match, and you're worn out, and you take a finisher, right? And you just get pinned seven times, right? That's a theoretical situation that could happen where you just add on pins to somebody. Right, so you have to put the, the you have to have the penalty box, you have to put them in the penalty box, right? And what I'm assuming is going to happen in one of these matches is someone's going to get pinned, and someone else is going to try to pin them, and the ref isn't going to count, and that's going to create like drama, right? I, I, I'm assuming that's going to happen at some point, right? But I think the match there'll be one of two ways. It's either going to work very well. Or it's going to be a giant clusterfuck. I want to know who the competitors are. Winners get a chance at the men's and women's championship. I think the winners of this will be the next champions. I think they're going to cut loose Braun and Mandy following deadline. Leading into Royal Rumble. Um, so that they can debut at the Rumble and have go back to the main roster. I think that's where we're headed. Their title runs are over here soon, right? But NXT, as you know, as a whole, very good show. Now, speaking of title runs ending, who beats Roman? That's our main question. We'll answer that in a minute. I just saw another topic. Actually, we'll, we'll go with who beats Roman first, and then we'll end with this other topic. So, speaking of title changes. How does Roman Reigns' title run and run end? Well, to me, it's obvious. There's only t- there's three superstars. There's three superstars who the- who who make logical sense t- for me to beat Roman. Gunther is one of them. There's a way you could get Gunther. You know, maybe Sammy wins the. Universal Championship, or excuse me, the Intercontinental. Sammy wins the Intercontinental Championship. Maybe he wins this tournament, the SmackDown Cup, or the World Cup on SmackDown, right? And maybe he wins that. He gets his match with Gunther. He beats Gunther, right? What if he beats Gunther? And then that leads, like, maybe Roman helped Gunther. Maybe the Bloodline helped Gunther. And Gunther says, you know what? I'm going after Roman then. So Guther can beat Ro- uh, beat Roman, that makes sense to me. Sami Zayn makes sense to me. What if Sami Zayn goes in, and um, the the rumor is that Money in the Bank is going back to WrestleMania? What if that, you know, WrestleMania match, 
for Money in the Bank, like, starts off the show. And Roman Reigns, you know, gets done with whatever match he does. He retains his title and Sami Zayn cashes in at WrestleMania and beats Roman Reigns. That would blow the fucking roof off the building. Don't you think? But I think it'll happen earlier. I think the way I would do this, if you're going to do Sami Zayn, I would do it one of two ways. I would have him win the Royal Rumble and he wins it at Mania. But the way I would prefer for him to do it is for the Elimination Chambers in Montreal. Right? This makes so much sense to me, what I'm about to say. Elimination Chamber is going to be in Montreal this year. Which means more than likely the Usos won't be at Elimination Chamber. I think the Usos are going to lose the belt at Royal Rumble. I really do. Um, they've they've become the... Uh, this is like a, a rabbit trail. Um, but the Usos are now the longest tag, reigning tag team of all time. Um, they can now lose the belts. right? I think they lose the belts at Royal Rumble. I don't think they're... Uh, they're going to be in the... I think they lose them to Imperium. Um, I think eventually what happens is Gunther is going to go after Roman and Imperium's going to go after the Usos. And Sammy's going to cost the Usos to tag titles, right? By trying to help, but actually cost them the tag titles. Um, and, you know, maybe that sets up like Solo Sokoa. Versus Sami Zayn at Royal Rumble or something. Or leading into Elimination Chamber. And Solo Sokoa wins the Intercontinental Championship. And at Elimination Chamber. I don't care how we get to Elimination Chamber. Necessarily with the titles. I think the Usos are going to drop their belts. Probably to Imperium. At Elimination Chamber, so we need to have like qualifying matches on who gets into the Elimination Chamber. And what I would have set up is Roman Reigns is defending his championship at Elimination Chamber in the Elimination Chamber match. Right? He does not have to be pinned. Right? I think we could keep that streak of him not being pinned alive um, and still have him lose the titles. In Montreal, Sami Zayn wins the Elimination Chamber and becomes champion. That would be fucking insane. Which sets Roman up. Um, maybe, you know, the way I would set this up would be um, Sami Zayn versus... You know what, fuck it. Versus Roman Reigns. I wanted to try to keep the not being pinned or beaten by himself. No. R R Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn sort of look like they're tagging. Like, they're going through the rest of the competitors. It finally gets down to, like, Sami versus Roman. And... Roman's like, I'm your tribal chief. Respect me. Just go on the ground. We'll make the pin. So Sami does. Right? 
But Sam, right? So Sammy gets on the mat, and everyone's booing, boo, right? And Roman gets ready to get down and and to pin him, and it goes one, two. And as he's getting ready to hit three, the lights go out. If you smell, right? And The Rock shows up, distracts Roman just enough for Sammy to get up. Roman turns around, halluva kick or blue thunder bomb or whatever. Sammy Zayn wins the fucking titles. In Montreal, like, you understand how great that moment would be. I don't think Sammy's ever won the world title in WWE yet, outside of NXT. Right, I was a huge Sami Zayn NXT fan. And they just made him a comedy gimmick and I hated him and I love him again. And I really want him. He deserves a world championship. If if I had to choose, Sami's my guy. But if it's not Gunther and if it's not Sami, well, let's put fresh meat in the picture. Braun Breaker. Have Braun Breaker win the Royal Rumble. Braun Breaker versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And Braun Breaker, with the help of his family, because, you know, the Steiners are a big family, you could get uh, Rick and uh, Scott sort of involved in the match. I don't. I would prefer that not to happen. Um, but Steiner has a spear. <laughs> Steiner. Braun Breaker has a spear. Right? Maybe, you know, and I know everyone's like, oh, but Cody Rhodes, that's too obvious to me. And I think Cody's going to go after Seth. I think at some point they're splitting the belts up. I think at some point they're splitting the belts up. And Seth is going to become WWE champion. How they're going to do it, I don't know in which way they're going to do this. But Cody... Right, Cody Rhodes is always an option, of course, but I really want it to be Sami Zayn at the Elimination Chamber. At the Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn. I, I I want it to happen. It needs to happen. That would be so great. Then have Seth like it doesn't have to be a long reign either, but just for that moment, right? So let's end this show with one final topic. There's been rumors that WWE, and especially Triple H, wants to make this the most spectacular WrestleMania. It's in Hollywood, right? So he wants to pull out the big punches. He wants Cena in a match. He wants Rock in a match. He wants Logan Paul in a match. He wants Stone Cold, Rock, Cena, all of them in a match, right? So this got me thinking. Like, what are my thoughts on this? First off, yeah, I think there there's a cr- a group of people who would enjoy seeing these people in match, especially Logan Paul. I'm all for Logan Paul. And the rumor is that Cena will, would face Logan Paul, which I'm actually down for. I'm actually down for because that's a match Logan Paul would have to win. Cena's job should be, if he's going to come back and wrestle, is to put someone over. Um, that should be Cena's job. I would love a Cena versus Logan Paul match. I think that would be wonderful. I think that would be great. Um, 
Right, and everyone assumes that it's going to be Rock versus Roman. And if, if Rock comes back, that's the only match that'll happen. But can we not tease? Maybe for, like, SummerSlam, like, Austin versus Rock 4. Can we tease that just a little bit? Because that would be great. Like, I thought about it. Like, at least for me, like, I saw Stone Cold wrestle, like, wrestle last year, and that was great. Because, you know, Stone Cold retired, I was, like, four years old, five years old. So I finally was able to, like, live see a Stone Cold match. And, and like, on TV without having to go back in time. But seeing him face Rock would be amazing. Now, I don't think it happened. If Rock comes back to wrestle, it has to be against Roman Reigns. It's the only thing that makes sense at this point. But can we get Rock versus Austin 4? I think that would make more sense. And then have Rock and Roman at SummerSlam next year. To me, that would make more sense. And let me build this up. Have Rock versus Austin. Have them in a match. Have it not be very long or physical. Right? Have The Rock win. And then have Roman interfere as Brom, the head of the fucking table. You're not the, you're not the big dog in the family no more. Right? That's how you set up the story. And say, hey, man, SummerSlam. I'll give you six months to train, or th- three months. I don't even know how long it'll wait. I'll give you some months to train. SummerSlam. You and me will figure this out, right? Right. Give them three months of promo. That would be great. That would be great. I'm all for them coming back. And s- like, there's there's going to be a, a group. Oh, they're stealing spots. No, because WrestleMania is supposed to be a show that's big. And let's just be honest. Would you rather see Rock, Austin, Logan Paul, and Cena? Or would you rather watch Johnny Gargano and and all the other bumblefucks? There's nothing wrong with them. I love Gargano. Oh, you're stealing Mustafa Ali's spot. Well, Mustafa Ali's not over, man. He's never going to be to the level of Rock. And this is a big event. No offense to Mustafa. But I would prefer Rock, Austin, Cena, and and Logan Paul over Mustafa Ali. I would. I'm sorry. What do do y'all think? Thank y'all for listening. It's been another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. This has been Randall Beatley, your host. I'll see you on the next episode.